0: Welcome to a very special crossover event this week on ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man that will crossover in between entertaining and extremely angry. I give you the Brent. I don't really cross over that. I try to stay in one lane. You know, remember when I used to put the name plates below us? Yeah. You know, I guess by now people know who we are. I stopped doing that. I don't remember when I did it. I just thought about it just now. Anyway, after that riveting information, I know you're glued to hear what we're doing this week. We spun the wheel. We made the deal. And last week, we chose, bam, games. Pixel Gate In got wrong. They got them wrong now. I know what you're asking yourself. You're asking yourself, how is a show like Pixel Gaiden being featured on, on your lowly event? Well, it's crossover, Brent, because the fellow that sent this piece in was none other than Eric, the man himself from the Pixel Gaiden podcast. Let's talk about uh what we're doing here. So if you haven't heard uh, Pixelgating is a podcast that uh, runs on the Amigos Retro Gaming uh, podcast channel. Yes. Along with ourselves, uh, Amigos, and Jack Flack, and all of our sister shows out there. Uh, this is really sort of the oddball show. This is a trio of fine fellows. You've got Tim Drew. Uh, he's fresh from the streets of Sussex, he is, over <laughs> in the U.K., uh, he's a, he's he's the super nice, super intelligent guy. Oh, right? so he's like me. No, I For, said nice and intelligent. Oh. Then you've got Cody. Cody here. He's the guy that's bombastic and charismatic. He's the guy picking final fight. He may be, but yeah. one thing he also is is that he can sing. He can let, he can scream. He does it all. He does he does is, it all. He's screaming a qualification. Yeah, it is. That's part of it. Wow. And then and then lastly to, to round out the trio, you've got uh, at the aforementioned Eric. Uh, Eric is the uh, he's sort of the everyman of the show. He is the guy, he's like, you know, when you uh when you go on a Sherlock Holmes adventure, when you read that, you got Watson there. You because you, you can relate to Watson. Eric's the relatable, soft-spoken gentleman of the group. So you're saying the other two are high on cocaine. No, I'm saying one's bombastic. One's super-duper sweet, like sweeter than your average person. Eric's not that sweet. He's a little sour. He's somewhere in the middle. So he's the middle one is what Ah, I'm saying. All right. All right. What you get here is a trio of enjoyment. That covers retro and retro inspired gaming. Mm. Retro inspired gaming is like crap that came out for the Wii and indie stuff, I think. That's well, what's not crap. Well no, I mean good stuff that came out for the for the for the new Switch. Did I say the Wii? I think I did. I meant to say the Switch. They're all the same, right? We, Wii, Wii U, Switch. They're all the same. This is why I'm not a member of the <laughs> Pixel Game Crew. Too dumb. And so, uh, with all that said uh has been around now for uh, uh, hundreds of episodes, and amongst these episodes, they have certain opinions on games, and I'm not going to lie to you, I, I find myself on the wrong side of those opinions uh, quite often. In fact, I voice my, uh, my hate. In the Pixel Gaiden section of our Discord, by the way, if you join our Discord, you've got access to the Pixel (laughs) Gaiden. You uh, too can express your hate. (laughs) Yeah, we also express our undying love and devotion in there as well. Okay. Now, Britt, I know you're a longtime Pixel Gaiden podcast fanatic. What's your favorite segments on these shows? Uh, Where they pick the six good
1: games and they have a category.
0: Yeah, you like that. Yeah, 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 that's not bad. Uh, they give you an idea of what games are available for a system. I also like the ones they have a certain amount of money they've got to spend on uh, uh, the best games you can get for a system, like the Vectrix, for example. I believe was one they did. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun, uh, light-hearted show with three fine fellows. Now, with all that normally said, normally three fine fellows. With all that said, I want to dropped the hammer on a couple of things. That, so, well, we, now we got that out of the way. When we had to pick games for this show. <laughs> Uh, there were several that sprung to mind. Now, this show has a rep. Yeah, you actually tried to force me into a game. I did. And since you didn't take it, I'm just going to bury them here. <laughs> the first thing that really made me upset about the Pixelgating crew is their hatred, their loathing of Galaga. I can't figure it out. I'm looking at the Galaga machine right there. We love Galaga. We love everything about it. But these guys don't love it. They love Galaga 88. I talked to some Galaga players this week at an informal poll and 100% of them agree with me that this is insanity. Galaga 88, cutified, wimped out, less cool Galaga. Your thoughts? It's okay. But it's not as good as Galaga. Um,
1: it's, they tried to evolve the formula, and it, it, they,
0: they, they put in very low effort. Listen, the, the ships look. The ship looks dumb. They took out the element of getting the second ship by just giving it to you. They made the aliens.
1: No, you can still get the second ship the same way. They
0: made the aliens cutesy. They jacked up the sound effects. They screwed up the bonus round. You know the boss fights are goofy. We don't need boss fights. I don't. No good. That's my burial. Uh, There was a
1: reason why I did not uh, 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 fold to your demands.
0: Yeah, because I tried to strong-arm Brent into picking that one. Yeah,
1: Uh, Is Galaga 88 a good game? No. I mean, I, I don't personally think it's a good game. Is it a better game than Galaga? I mean... I I don't think so. Uh, Yeah, you
0: almost got kicked off the show right there. But
1: it's a... uh, They tried
0: to evolve the formula, and I don't think they did it in a very good way. And we'll talk about something else that tried that very thing here in a minute. But so, that's one I want to... But for the most part, I mostly agree with what they say, and a lot of the stuff they cover in the indie world... They've Mm -hmm. actually introduced me to some stuff. Yeah. Including that great game that we played uh, on the PC... Gosh, the name of it's the best game we played all year, probably. Bro Force? Uh, Bro Force. That's the first place I heard about Bro Force, which is a which is a great game. They've introduced me to a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, so uh, they have a different slant than any other show on our channel because they cover more modern stuff. Yeah. That makes it that makes them fun. With all that said, uh, we were tasked with picking a couple games that that are held in high regard by the Pixel Game Crew. Oh. And then we're we're gonna be fair and upfront. Oh, when we do, oh, no, that's we're going to be fair. Oh. Fair, yeah, yeah. And up front, when we cover these, uh the brand. I'm going to go ahead and lead the dance. So as I mentioned, uh I really there were two things they've ever said that. Well, I mean, also that, I believe they said Rainbow Islands was the finest video game ever made. That's another one I don't agree. With, but it's okay. It, well, all that said, uh, generally I'm I'm in lockstep with the boys, especially sanction. He, uh, uh, I, Me and him are pretty much about the same in most games. However, every once in a while they say something so, uh, the, uh, that so divisive amongst the community, so hurtful, so painful to hear, that I have to step up. And this is a time that I promise you I will give a fair and honest opinion when I talk about, bam, it's Time Pilot 84. Yeah. Time Pilot 84. Now, I'm going to do a little, just a smidge... Of backstory here, and then we'll get into Time Pilot A4. So, everyone remembers we actually covered Time Pilot back in the day, Brent. Uh, yeah, the great the game. Konami classic uh, that came out in uh, Japan in 82 and the rest of them in 83, designed by uh, uh, Yoshiki Okamoto. Now, you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, isn't he some sort of gaming legendary god? Correct. <laughs> Just to name off a few of the, the things he worked on as a designer, Tom Pilot's Gyrus was one of his. He went over to Capcom and did like oh I don't know, Magic Night Sword. Stalkers, Street Fighter three, a bunch of Mega Mans. I mean, he's worked on the the versus series. He's the king, Dong. Yeah. Okay. This yeah, guy's so slash now, um, Tom Pilot, an an, uh, an absolute stone cold classic, a lock. Right, everyone considers it the top game. Uh, and it, it, of course, it made bundles of money for Konami. Uh, it, it did great in the U.S., it did great in Japan. Uh, in fact, uh, it, it, it topped the charts in '83. It was number, it was in the top 15, and you gotta consider this is '83. So, I don't think anyone's going to uh f- fight me the time pilot. Is a great game right you wouldn't fight me on that would you by the way just for the record when me and boat went up to that big arcade in chicago one of the first games i sought out and played in the original cabinet time pilot now ironically i skipped over the game i'm covering this week but they had that too now before i get too far into this you know i tipped off i stooged off our choices to one of the pixel game crew which by the way both these happen to be from the same gentleman we didn't mean to talk pile yeah. on Eric. It just happened. So, <laughs> yeah. So Eric Nelson has to pay the ultimate price for freedom. Now, I have here in my hot little hands a a little short video or audio clip that Eric recorded. If you guys will indulge me, I will play it for you right this second. This is Eric talking about Time Pilot 84.
2: Hey, this is Eric from Pixel Gaiden, and I'm here to talk about Time Pilot 84. I know that Aaron picked this as a game that... We or I should say I since I'm the one who picked this for our six good games segment uh, Aaron picked this to I think uh, Say that it is not a good game. So <clears throat> I guess I'm here to defend it. So here's what I'm going to say about it um, I never played this game in the arcade and I later found out that it was basically a game that uh, Was used as a conversion kit for existing uh, cabinets probably why I never saw it anywhere um, I only found it maybe 10, 11 years ago when I built my first mame cabinet, so I built an arcade cabinet and I picked Time Pilot which uh to play because it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite arcade games of all time. I love the original Time Pilot. Um, and while I was scrolling through the list of roms on my mame cabinet, I came across Time Pilot 84 and I had never heard of it. So I thought, okay, well I'm going to give this a shot. And at first, Um, I didn't really dig it because it wasn't like time pilot and it really isn't. The only thing it really has in common with time pilot is that it's a multi-directional shooter, everything else, the time mechanism, um, for going through time, uh, the, the, the way that you go from one time era to another just is not present on this. It's always in kind of a futuristic space theme. Um, that threw me off at first, but once I got to start, Once I started playing it, I actually really enjoyed it, and I did have to look up how to play it. It isn't as intuitive as it looks. Yes, it's a multi-directional shooter. One of your buttons fires shots and kills the green enemies, while silver enemies that come on the screen have to be destroyed by using a lock-on mechanic. And I am a sucker for a lock-on mechanic in a game. I love games where... You pick multiple enemies, lock onto all of them, and then you fire a barrage of missiles to hit them all. And that is, um, Time Pilot 84 has that kind of element. Um, So you fire your missiles. If you destroy a certain number of silver enemies, then you face the silver boss, which um, silver boss comes out and is flying around you and you have to destroy that. Once I got the, once I understood Time Pilot 84 and once I didn't compare it to the original Time Pilot, I fell in love with this game and uh, there was a kid that lives next door to me named Wilson. He was probably 15 at the time. He came over and saw me playing it once and he was like, oh, I want to give that a shot. He gave it a shot. He loved it and we battled high score back and forth for probably a good two or three months, and that was one of my great memories of this game was just having this fantastic high-score battle. So it will always, always have a place in my heart. Love the game, so I'm eager to hear what uh, Aaron has to say about it. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Eric, for that heartfelt rebuttal. To, I, I, I promise that I will look at this game with a fresh set of eyes and will be a fair and honest man as I'm known to be The brand. So, let's get into Time Pilot 84, the game. Again, this was developed by the boys over at Konami and girls and published by Konami in the year of our Lord 84, so they didn't lie about that being Time Pilot 84. It is funny to me that a game called Time Pilot has a year in it, which <laughs> seems sort of seems sort of pointless. Um, so, Time Pilot and Time Pilot 84, despite what Eric said, they actually have a lot of things in common, okay? Okay. All right. They are a free-scrolling shooting game uh, that, you, that have a joystick control that literally swivels your, uh, your craft, you know, circular, semicircular. You, you, you move at whatever direction you've spun the joystick in is the way the craft turns. It's one of those games where you, you really have to get used to the controls. You will agree with that. Time Pods, the way that it controls can be difficult to, to understand when you first sit down at it. And time pilot eighty four is exactly the same. <clears throat> uh, unlike time pilot, which took place over five different time periods, I think one from like nineteen eleven or something like that all the way up to like two thousand one, I believe was the last one. This game ditches the whole time element. So I don't know why it's even called time pilot. There's no time travel in this at all, unless you traveled to the future and you just got stuck. I don't know. Maybe that's the maybe that's the game. So once you establish that there's no time travel, okay, what are we doing? So in the original game of Time Pilot, you went freely around uh, this never-ending set of clouds, a sky scene, uh, shooting enemies, and the enemies differed depending on the t- on the time period you were in. Right? You had you went from uh, uh, prop planes to World War II level planes to helicopters to jets to UFOs. Yeah. Right? So you had five distinctive. Uh, elements that made up the enemies in the game. Plus, there were other things that you could do in those rounds, which we'll get into. So, Time Pilot 84 sort of does some of that. Uh, the the when a round ends, you sort of have some different enemies that show up. But there's and that's, there's more of an assortment of enemies in this in, in one round than you would have seen in the original Time Pilot. Yes. Okay. Um, when you finish a level, in the original, you would you would shoot you would shoot enemy planes or enemies, and there was a meter at the bottom that would register down, and a- as many enemies as you killed, it would eat away at that meter until when you got to the when you got all the enemies that you needed to kill, the boss would come out, and the boss would vary between different levels. From like the the first level, for example, is a blimp. Then there's like a big B, like a B seventeen bomber or something like that. Then there's a big copter, yada yada. This game does does away with that meter. That's gone. Yeah. And so, but it works the same way. You shoot enemies until you hit the limit. I don't, and, and we don't know what the limit is. Uh, uh, it just happens. I don't know why they got rid of that meter because the meter was good. And what you could do in the original time pilot was you could eat that meter down and then you could just not kill the last couple planes and you could fly around and pick up people in parachutes to get like a zillion points. That was a great strategy to do in the other game. This game doesn't have any of that. It doesn't have characters to rescue. It doesn't have that. And it doesn't. And since you don't know how long it is before you get to the end boss, you can't stop killing guys. To just focus on certain types of enemies because you don't know. So at the end of a round, when you've killed enough enemies, like a, a noise goes off, and in the bottom bar you sort of see uh, you sort of see what it looks like a uh, the outline of a UFO, and then eventually on the screen a a big saucer will come into view, and then and then you can kill it now. I've not said anything about the new weaponry in this, and it comes into play with the bosses and a few other things. In the original Time Pilot, you just had guns. That's yep. all you needed: guns. The guns are back in Time Pilot '84, but they've they've added another dimension to the game, and and the other dimension are missiles. That they're lock-on missiles. If you if you play Time Pilot, think uh, of the helicopters. I believe had the lock-on had lock-on mm-hmm. missiles in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you can only have two missiles on the screen at a time. And you can, and locking on to enemies is, uh, let's say, I don't want to say random, but you have to be facing them. It's definitely them. not random. You have to be facing the enemy and somewhere near the enemy. I know that. For them to lock on. Now, unlike the original Time Pilot, Time Pilot 84 has ground uh Targets, yes, sort of. All right, now they're on the ground, graphically on the ground. Uh, I don't, they don't really have much play in the actual game, but they're there to shoot, and you can and you can lock onto them. And Eric mentioned that like pretty much anything that's kind of metallic looking is something you can lock on with missiles. There are enemies in the game that you have to kill with missiles that you have no choice, and so you sort of have to become adept at the missile. But now I tried to play this like uh, like how I play Zebius. I just basically jammed the missile button and the shoot button at the same time. Well, you can't do that. No. Because the, you only get a couple missiles and, you'll, and you can waste it well, quite well, easily. Can, you get unlimited missiles, but, right, you can but you only, only have 70 on the right, screen. Exactly. Yeah. And you can also, you can't shoot missiles if you've got nothing targeted. Nothing happens. Yeah. Okay. So they've added that extra dynamic to the game. Now, when you complete a level, is when you finish off the end UFO. You have to sort of missile him, and then shoot him. He's not really... I didn't find him all that difficult, frankly. But then again, the original bosses weren't what I would call super tough either in the original game. Uh, So once you finish him off, your time pilot sort of does what it does in the first game. It sort of flashes and streaks off. I don't like it's going into warp speed or something. But the funny thing is, uh, when the next level uh, happens, you sort of just show back up in a different colored, exact same spot. So let's talk about the backgrounds on this. The entire combat takes place over sort of a, a lunar, a lunar industrial. I mean, I wouldn't call it a city. It's more like an industrial area, I, I think. Uh, and then you can also, if you go far enough one on the one way of the screen, and before it wraps around, you see it, there's some lunar elements. There will yeah. be craters and whatnot. <clears throat> really, the 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 uh, the floor of the game, the the what you see under you doesn't really have a whole lot of sway in the game. Even with the ca- things that are supposedly on the ground, they don't look that much different or act that much different than stuff that's not on the ground. And so, except for they, more, they, more often than not, you have to bomb them. Is the only difference. They, but, they, they try to, to keep them. Well, I'm saying this isn't like Alcon or something where that stuff on the ground is actually shooting at you and doing intricate maneuvers or, or, or even something like uh, uh, you know even something like Zebius It's not even really like that at all. It's, it's odd. It's all. I don't want to say that the ground stuff was tacked on, but it just there's not much to the ground area so every time you complete a level there's it palette swaps the background and sends you back in and it'll and eventually you'll get um you'll get uh uh uh, extra man and whatnot but i mean it's rinse and repeat unlike the original there are no different time periods and so nothing's there to break it up now i thought about this because to me this game seems real empty okay But I thought about it for a minute, right? So bear with me, right? So I've been doing it so far. When you play this game, think about the original. The original takes place pretty much in the clouds, except for the one time you're in space, okay? So you don't even see any... So the bottom doesn't change in that either, right? Right. The enemies on this change pretty much every level. So does that one. So that's sort of the same. Uh, But for what... I don't know why, but this game seems far more... uh, shallow and, and then the original game it's odd because it really isn't if you think about it you know what i mean um i ran through this game i played through about uh i got to level 10 at one point so your skills and 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 uh time pilot will will they'll come back and help you i mean this isn't that a far cry from time pilot i tried to look brent to see if the same fellow that worked on time pilot worked on this from what I can tell, he did not. Okay, and from what I can tell, Eric was right. This was this was a uh, board swap for the original Time Pilot. Although there are quite a few dedicated Time Pilot eighty four cadets out there, so I guess they just converted them fully, you know, fully over. But I mean, the swap is a is a marquee side art and a new and a new control panel. Yeah. So it's a total swap, you know. But uh, I mean, otherwise, I guess it's about the same. Um. I didn't like this game before I started playing it. I remember when this came out in the arcade and I thought to myself, this is no good. I I thought it was just like I said, shallow. I I didn't like the new missile stuff. I didn't like the way you locked on and stuff. It didn't work that well. I thought the missiles didn't do enough, to be honest with you. You could almost go without using them except for a few elements that you need them for. And going into this, this time around, I pretty much felt the same I mean, they kept some of the stuff I like from Time Pilot, bonus for killing squadrons. There's some hidden stuff in this that pops up occasionally. You'll even see a, a plane from the old Time Pilot, w like an old like a B fifty two or something, wink by. This also has the uh, uh, this also has uh, enemies that that are more difficult than just the regular fighters that you have to kill, just like the old game. So they took they didn't reinvent the wheel. I guess what I'm saying, but to me. It's just more of the same, except not as good. Uh, what did you think? You had, I, I, Did you play this back in the day when it came out? No. Okay. Go ahead. I can fix
1: this game. You're going to fix the game? Yeah, I can fix this game real easy. All right. You see that Time Pilot 84 marquee? Yeah. You just slide that puppy out, and you call it Stellar Defense, or you call it... Uh, uh, Global global annihilation. You slide that marquee in, and it's done. Because the problem with this game has almost nothing to do with the game. All right. The problem with this game is it's not Time Pilots. And oh, the ships in the middle. All oh, you fly. It's just like no, it's not. Time Pilots was a shooter that had a lot of heart. Yeah. It had a lot of character. Yes. And. It it that is what made the game go from good to great. Okay, if this if you just put this game out there in an arcade in '84 and you called it anything else, yeah, anything else except for Time Pilot, whatever, everyone would have been. This game's okay. I kind of enjoy it. It, it, it has it has some quirks that I didn't really like, and that would have been it. I agree. Yeah, you it, could have said it better. It comes down. And, the, and it's it's unfortunate because why did they do this the obvious answer is money it was a cash grab time pilot sold a crap ton of cabinets yeah they sold a crap ton of cabinets and this being a board swap makes a hundred percent sense because it allowed konami to go listen guys Time Pilot, I understand it's kind of trailing off, but look, we got Time Pilot sequel. You don't got to buy the cabinet; you just stick this in new sticker, new marquee. Let's watch all those those profits go to the moon again, right? Yeah. And it didn't work because people had expectations that could not be met with the name Time Pilot on the marquee. Yeah. And that is that's it. Yeah. Is it, is Time Pilot '84 a bad game? No. Is it a bad Time Pilot game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's it.
0: You know. That's it. One would wonder. I agree with almost everything you said there. One would wonder, and this I, I thought about this quite a bit because in a lot of board swaps uh, like this, they don't add uh, elements to the game because then you have to swap out the control panel, and it's not something you sometimes they just give you an overlay. Yeah. With them. And So I thought to myself. Why did they add a button to this? Because to me, that adds nothing to the game. And the only thing I could come up with, I come up with two things. One, they wanted to sell a replacement control panel, right? And two, they thought that what they had was so thin that they had to add some element to give it any sort of meat. And I think that's what they did. You're right. This game is is a pedestrian shooter that, that was anchored by all time classics name. Yeah. It's not the first one to have this happen. Anytime oh, you come was. back with a sequel like this, I think Blue Max, Dig Dug. If you ever played Dig Dug Two, a lot of people hate that. Yeah. you know it's it, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to take what you've got and do more with it. Uh, and I don't think I, I think you're right. I think this was a quick and dirty. They wanted to make some money, and that's what and that's ultimately what they did. Sort of. I did see these in the arcade. I didn't see them for long. And I don't think I ever saw anyone playing these in the arcade. Now, one more thing in the uh, in the defense of Eric. If you're not familiar with the Time Pilot series, for example, and this is the first thing you come across, and it is, if you've never played Time Pilot, you're not used to the way it looks, the way it plays, because this does play like Time Pilot, yeah. basically. Sure. Uh, then you can see how this game would, would be appealing because you, you don't know what you've missed out on. And so there you go on that. So I'm going to cut him a break. Is this? I will say I hated this less, much like. But I played Blue Max uh, 2001, wherever it was we played. I hated it less than I remembered hating it. But I still, I didn't like it, not a bit. And so I'm going to say that the Pixel Gaiden crew was wrong about Time Pilot 84. There you go. So now let's move on, shall we, the Brent? Eric also sent in a, a little item about your game. Why don't you go ahead and intro what you picked before we go to this. Super Bomberman 2. Super Bomberman 2. And was there any reason you picked this out of all the games they covered? Yes. there And you'll get into it then. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's hear what Eric had to say about Super Bomberman number two.
2: This is Eric again. I am here to defend a game that I mentioned on our show on Pixel Gaiden. And that game is Super Bomberman 2, which is on the Super Nintendo. I'm here to defend it. I know that the Brent is getting ready here to kick me in the giblets about this game, saying it's my favorite, or that it's one... what As he quoted on Discord, I said in my segment that it is one of the best games on the Super Nintendo. And I probably should have clarified that. I I fully admit, I probably misspoke. It's not one of the best games on... The super Nintendo it's one of the best games I owned back in the day now when I had a Super Nintendo back in the day um, it was probably it was a time in my life where I was dirt poor and I had a Super Nintendo but I had maybe five games for it um, and two of those games super f- was uh, Street Fighter 2 and then Super Bomberman 2 and I, I know one of one of the other ones was killer instinct and there's a couple other games I just don't remember. So I should have said that. I should have said these are this was my favorite games of the games that I had. Whatever, that's fine. I still am here to defend Super Bomberman 2 as one of the best games on Super Nintendo definitely because once you get a multi-tap for that which a couple of my friends had the multi-tap and you can connect four controllers to your Super Nintendo, Super Bomberman 2 becomes one of the best party games of all time for any home system. Um Super Bomberman 2, I can't tell you how many parties we had where you know, we had 10, 15 people show up and basically taking their turns playing against each other uh, where we play King of the Hill where who the winner of the Super Bomberman 2 tournament would get to stay and every three other people would come in and we would all play. It Super Bomberman 2 is it, I, I, I can't overstate how much fun it is when you have multiple people. Now, I will grant you, and I'm sure that the Brent will mention this, it isn't a great single-player game at all. Most Bombermans are not sing, great single-player games. Um, I might have played the single-player part of Super Bomberman 2 maybe for an hour or two total, um, It's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's more, it becomes more of kind of like a puzzle game of how to get past certain levels. As you know from my show, I don't like puzzle games that much in general. So yeah, I don't like the single player Super Bomberman 2 that much, but I will say the multiplayer is one of the best games on Super Nintendo for multiplayer, as long as you have a multi-tap. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm eager to hear what Brent has to say about this. Thanks.
0: All right, so there you go. A little from Eric there, Brent? Yeah, let's let's bring it up bring up the camera. Bring, up the camera. Uh,
1: bring the the big screen. Bring big screen. I need the big screen. Okay, the big screen. Got okay. it. Now, let's go into focus here. Camera one, close up. Uh, on. We only have one camera. It's over there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now let me tell you something. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that your nostalgia is wrong. That's that's not what I'm here for. Okay. I'm here to explain to you why Super Bomberman 2 is a horrible party game. Okay. <sighs> Super Bomberman 2, if you don't know what it is, you lay down some bombs and blow us up. I'm not going to get
0: into all that crap. It's a lot like other Bombermans. Real quick, though, I do want to
1: touch on the single player. Yeah. This was This game had an improved... Single player experience yeah. over the first one. I liked it. And uh, no one cared. Oh, I, I, I liked it. I liked um, that. that was the best part. No, no one plays Bomberman for the single player. I do. That was the, now, the one on the Amiga, same way. I like the single player. Now, here is why Super. There's, there's three huge reasons why Super Bomberman 2 is not a good game. And it is one of the worst party games you can ever play. Okay, wow. Number For the Super Nintendo. All right. Number one, price of entry. You have to buy the game. You have to buy the system. You have to buy the game. You have to buy the multi-tap. And the multi-tap for the Super Nintendo supported a couple dozen games. But it's an extra expense that you have to endure to play Super Bomberman 2,
0: plus the joysticks,
1: plus well, the extra sticks if you're playing four-player, that's that's a given across all the systems. But there are plenty of systems out there, uh, uh, and not necessarily at the release of this game, but very close to the future of it, that had four joystick ports natively that you can play Bomberman.
0: Was, was that was that multi tap? I never saw one of those things. Were they kind of pricey or are they cheap? Or- uh, they they were.
1: Hard to find. Yeah, and there was a period where they were very hard to find, and then there was a period where you could not find them. I've never seen one in person. So, uh, but that—that's an extra barrier of entry before you do anything else. Good point. Okay? Yeah. Thing number two, skill level in Super Bomberman 2 is vital for success, and by default, yes, it is an option you can turn off, but by default. The winner of a Bomberman game can get boosted in the second, in the next, in the the next, upcoming rounds. But you can turn that off. You can change all that. Sometimes they get hindered by it. Sometimes they get boosted. Elevate. You want to know what the absolute worst part of Super Bomberman 2 is, though, Aaron? Uh, yeah. And, and this is true on all the Bomberman games. All of them? On every system? Yes. All right. Well, well I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Across all of them. All right. If you are not good at the game... Now, this is a party game. This is something where somebody can, should be able to, to hot seat in, play, and have fun. Yeah. If you are not good at a Bomberman game, you will start up the game, you will die, and then you will sit there for two to five minutes doing
0: nothing. I've I felt that pain. Nothing. I've felt that pain many times.
1: And there is... N- party games are supposed to bring in non-gamers, and it's supposed to say, listen, man, we can all have fun yeah.
0: playing this. Right.
1: Right? Come on no, come on over. Let's, uh, we'll all play Bomberman. It'll be a good time. And I guarantee you that at least one of your four people was not having a good time. I guarantee this you guy. he endured Bomberman just to hang out with the rest of the group. It's just the way it was we played Bomberman I played Bomberman for uh, all the way through all the way from the next one right my, my group my, my uh, gaming group there were three of us that were equally par we were awesome gamers right yeah and we would usually tag, oh, wow. we'd usually tag in a, a, a girlfriend or a sister or uh, uh, you know one of the buddies to come over. And when they played Bomberman, it was like crushing their souls <laughs> round after round yeah. as they just sat there wondering, why am I playing this game? And that is multiplayer Bomberman in a nutshell. Is it fun to have four equally skilled players Play Bomberman. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with it. I can't find anybody all that bad at it. All find, right? Yeah. But when you have any, any diversion in skill level, someone is going to have no fun because they're going to have a 30 gaming gaming experience with five minutes to set in there. And you want to know, you don't want to know what really just grinds this home <laughs> What What all? just really kills it?
0: What kills it?
1: If you play this by yourself, multiplayer, first of all, I'm sorry. But second of that, all, if you die, you have to sit and watch the computer play. <laughs> yeah. So you get to experience the dread <laughs> that, that that loser player gets. You, if you think this is a good game, <laughs> if you think this is a fun multiplayer game, all right? You load it up, crank all the computer difficulties up to as high as they'll go, and then you play it. And when you die, you can't fast forward the emulation. You just sit there and eat it as you as you are bored out of your mind. That's what all your buddies who you tagged into play in this are actually feeling. It sucks. <laughs> You got games you've got games like rock band where even if you are the trashiest player that ever played you still get to play from beginning to end 99.9% of the time. Yeah. We sing. Okay? Yeah. This is this takes the whole concept of all, let's all sit down at the couch and play a fun game and just tears it, just gnaws it out of
0: the chest of happiness and stomps on it. Let me ask you a question, if I yeah. may. You know, Bomberman has a rep for being this all-time classic, and the party part of it is great. Remember the Saturn? Get two multi-taps, have like 30 people yeah. sitting around, yeah. everybody loves it. Dreamcast has been on every system. Like, you're burying this one. Yeah. Now, it's not, you're burying the whole series here. Yes. Okay. But I Correct. mean, I mean, why is it so beloved if you think it's horrible? Because
1: when you are on top. Yeah. When you are the guy that's winning round after round, playing, you know, the full allotment of the game time. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, man, I kicked that bomb, and it hit him in the head, and he wasn't waiting. He wasn't ready for it. He didn't know the explosion was going to be that big. Yeah. Oh, man, I was laughing. I was having a good old time. Oh, it was great. Those are the people they interview. Those um, are the people who they, write the review. They don't interview the loser. They, they don't interview the guy that that is... That is sitting in their couch going, um, Why do they hate me?
0: Yeah. Why do they
1: keep making me play this game? Yeah. yeah, Oh my gosh, what did I do to them?
0: You know, you you brought me to tears because you've actually encapsulated my feelings about Bomberman <sighs> so verbosely and, and beautifully. That's like, that was like poetry because this is the way I feel when I'm playing other people. They're having a great time and laughing, and they're using power ups and kicking crap, and I don't know what they're doing. And I'm just getting repeatedly pulverized and then sitting there for 20 minutes while the game breaks down. Yeah, I'm not too be fan. Now, I want to, may I chime in here at this? Absolutely. Time? You know, I, I, I never played Bomberman 2 for the uh, Super Nintendo. I was surprised that like had an opening cinematic with some aliens coming down. Yeah. Like I guess the bomber man's got to go take these other evil alien bombers out and, and then fight the boss. I actually, pl- I really enjoyed the first. I <laughs> enjoyed the one player version of this no, you because bet. no, hold on, let me finish. Number one, I could actually play for Bomberman for more than. A- minute at the time, and I had fun, like, uh, I could get past stuff. Like, I got, th- I beat the whole first world until up to the end. I thought I was proud of that. Yeah. Th- now, I don't like the fact that when you fight the end guy, you fight him, and then he gets in like, this thing, and then you have to fight him again. If you lose, you have to refight in the first fight, and like that. No. Now,
1: that's not the problem with single player bomber right now. Well, no, there's no problem with it. Oh, it yes, okay. there is. There's more? Yeah, you know the problem with single player bomber I don't. What is it? You get to play the entire time. Yeah. And every board you feel compelled. I'm not saying you have to, but you feel compelled to blow up every single Oh, I don't on do that.
0: I don't feel compelled. That's what I call the Zelda effect. I don't go and and, and sort every bush. I'm not doing it. But if you if you don't, you don't. You have power less up. power. I
1: know. Going I know. Forward. Well, you know, I, I it, don't like it that. It should be if you kill all the enemies, all the chests, just all the the barriers just go. Yeah, that'd be right? great. Yeah. And then you go and you pick up your power ups and you go to the next game. Bomberman is a game
0: all about waiting. Well, it's <laughs> all about setting. There is a lot of setting, and also occasionally killing yourself. So it's also a game about suicide, or at least at the bare minimum, not being uh, someone that's a full with explosives. But the whole, the one-player game, you're lighting lights to open the door at the end as you're going through and blowing stuff up. I mean, I had a, I had a pretty fun time. I'm not that good at it. Did you Did you lose or did you quit? I lost. I used up all wow. my continues. Alright, well I didn't set up was not I, that good. I at it. I'm, I'm gonna assure you, you don't want to play this multiplayer. Well, I mean I'm just saying I, I I didn't hate it, like I didn't hate it as much as you did. So what you're saying is uh, given what Cody said, where do you where, was Pixel Gaiden right about this one or were they were they wrong about
1: this one? No, he was perfectly fine with it. Because the nostalgia centers in his brains well, first of all, it's blinding him to some of the best Super Nintendo games. Some of the, be- some of the best games in all of gaming history happened on the Super Nintendo, okay? Uh, Super Metroid, for example, is an absolute work of art. It was one of the first games that told a story in an action platformer that would actually make you feel, I mean, I know you've never played through it. Right, I get it, and you you have to dedicate to get to the point where you get to that the the big story elements. But uh, to to say it it, it it actually makes me sad. It makes me sad uh, that Eric rates this as his favorite Super Nintendo game. Didn't he game. clarify that? But just say it's the only one. It's one of the ones he had, though. Well, go back, man. There are some great games on the Super Nintendo. But I understand the power. Uh, uh, uh of being the game that you have all these great memories over right yeah. I, I, and, I, and there's nothing I can say there's absolutely nothing I can say that's going to make that not true for you you know just understand just understand good for you and even good for the buddies sitting on either side of you having a good old time great. It's that guy, fourth guy down in the corner that's not having a good time.
0: Just a couple things before we close shop on this. Name me what you consider a great party game Um, that has simultaneous multiplayer. uh, The Mario Party
1: games are really good. Um, They're okay. The the Mario Kart games are really good. Even though I hate hate the catch-up mechanic, I respect the catch-up mechanic. Uh, where, if you're losing bad, but you're actually trying, you're going to get the more powerful weapons. Yeah. Uh, the I, NBA Jam affair. Uh, yes. Yeah. NBA
0: Jam's a great party game. All right. Now, I, I want to say just because this seemed like a barrier, and I want to say one thing. Yeah. Because you came across as like some kind of passionate guy who's looking out for the guy that stinks of the game. I've seen you repeatedly beat the tar of someone like myself, for example, at fighting games, and cackle as you do it over and over and over for hours at a time. Yeah, so it's not like you don't take any joy from pounding down that no, poor no, sucker. Nope, no, never one. Never said I didn't take joy in that. And number two, I am going to say that the pixel gating guys weren't that awful in on this one. To me, it sounds like it's just like your normal bomber man, but I like the single player part, so I'm going to give them the marginal thumbs up on this one.
1: Any game. Where I, I I defeat you, Aaron? Yeah, and then I have to wait
0: like six minutes while I kill everybody else to defeat you again. Yeah, no good. Well, I can understand what you're saying there. Now listen, this has been a, a difficult time here, going through here and trying these games that, that were picked by somebody else, you know, that and they liked them. It hurts me to to uh, to go through and do that sort of thing. And so, what I think we should do here is. Take a little take a little break to let our minds heal. What can help us with that, DeBrett? I believe a little bit of sipping cream. That's right. So normally on Pixel and they have a booze feature. So now we're not we're not fancy highfalutin Californians down here. Wee-wee. We get our we get our stuff made of fresh daily, and so you can see right here, Triple X, If you can't, this is our canister here. And then we'll go, they have a traditional rating scale here, so I'm going to tip this back. Now, I believe this is uh, corn whiskey that was made out behind uh, Elmer's shed, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Let's give hey, it a shot. You know
1: why I like Elmer? He uses some of the best paper labels. Oh, smooth. He uses some of the best paper labels. I
0: print these for him, Aaron. Did you know that? Oh, man. Oh, ho. Holy smoke. That'll knock your crooked eye straight, if you know what I mean. Woo, I wouldn't drink too much of that. I gotta forget about Bomberman. Oh man, so let me ask you: On a scale of one to say, I don't know, 63 Elmers, where would you rate this one? Uh, this particular brew, uh, the Brent. Sniffin' Glue! Correct. I'd say yeah, about a, about a 45. I I would agree with that. <sighs> Listen, spin the freaking wheel. Let's get this thing moving. No.
1: No. Oh <coughs> man. I got to get something fixed there and I can't oh. do it now.
0: What's wrong? What will help you fix yourself when it's in your time of need?
1: Brain hurt. I need Ugh. retro rewind. Ba 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 ba
0: ba you mean RetroRewind.ca? Listen, if you need someone to tinker with your thinker, there's only one place to go, it's RetroRewind.ca. Do you have a Commodore machine? Do you have a, a uh, Coco, a TRC color computer machine? Do you need repairs, recaps? Do you need, does something need to be retooled, realigned? Send it up to our good buddy Frank at RetroRewind.ca. He's got world-class experience, decades of world-class experience in repair. He will take your broken machine and set that thing right. On top of everything else, he will provide you with the tools to do it yourself. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? I know you're not, but some people are. He's got diagnostic tools, diagnostic ROMs, plus he's your one-stop shop for a accoutre mod for your computer. Do you need Kickstart ROMs? Do you need uh, SD solutions, cabling? He's got it all, brother. And he's got it at cheap, cheap Canadian prices. The kind of price you only see north of the border. Woo! So please, won't you please check out RetroRewind.ca. And by the way, he also sponsors Pixel Gate. So ba da up ba Go! Ah. Hit the wheel, Frank. All right, Aaron. We added... No chat
1: stuff, for God's sake. Games you like, but your brother will hate. <laughs> Who suggested that? Dave Velociraptor. Oh, that crazy nut woman, well, not surprised. And for the Retro Rewind, CPS One Arcade. Oh, nice. A nice
0: palette. Yeah, we could pick a guy that did the time pilot. Here we go. Ooh. We need Taboo out here to determine what's gonna win. Oh, we Uh-oh. we
1: dodged a bullet there, didn't we? Uh, no. What did we pick here? The you brand- know, sometimes Aaron, you step out of the path of one bullet just to get hit by another. Yeah, we got the TK ninety X. Is that an experimental plane of some sort? <laughs> Brought to us by Z nine K nine. See that piece? You know, nothing says let's do a short
0: week like the TK ninety X. What is that? I don't know. Man, how many times have I said that on this show? <laughs> so that means next week, the Brent, we'll be looking at the uh, T, the TX, the x That's the thing they were going to use to blow up the world in those old Bugs Bunny cartoons, I believe. It <laughs> supposed to be an Earth Shattering Caboon. That's right. You know, as I look at the old calendar on the wall, the Brent, I see one thing. And it fills me with elation, yet simultaneously horrible, horrible dread. And that is we're a month away from BoatFest 2023, brother. You know it's going to be a happening when I break up the Hulkster voice. Please. I beseech you, come meet us. Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> or if you'd like to come and, ke- and make us not go near you, we can accommodate. But this is BOPUS 2023. We, we will allow our restraining orders at the door. That's right. It's held in scenic hurricane West Virginia. Beautiful, beautiful uh, surroundings. You know, summer's here. The time is right. The trees look great. Everything looks beautiful here in West Virginia. The perfect time to indulge in your computer uh, habits by coming and joining us at Boat Fest. We're going to have all the computers out, sprawled out like you never saw them before. It's going to be uh, 10 Shades of Awesome. Boat will be there. Jack Flack will be there. Tons of people to chat will be there. Oh, Eric
1: won't be there, will he?
0: Eric Cody and Sanction, as far as I know, aren't going to be there. They dropped the ball again. Oh, yeah, they can't come across the continent. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay, uh, because we'll be also uh, whoop, we'll be sending this sucker across the internet via the stream, so you can also join us by stream, but we'd love to see you in person. That's Boat Fest, the big one. This is the big one Eric, coming up June 23rd through 25th. Eric, Get your tickets now.
1: If you, if you can make it to Boat Festival Place and Man.
0: There you go. There you go. Now, you know, uh, it's a tradition on the Pixel Gaten Show. They have a section called Acquisitions where they go over the various, the many, many things Yikes. they pick up in a month. You know, now I've, I know you've got everything stacked <laughs> neatly and so do I. So, Brent, uh, what were your acquisitions this month? I got nothing. Me either. I'm broke. Have a good week, everyone.